Hello everybody and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill, and uh, you know, after the last couple of episodes talking about the cartoon wars of 2006, today is completely different. I mean, very different. Um, <laughs> because... This is one of the rare episodes where none of the boys are involved in this episode. Um, as a matter of fact, there's only a few characters used and <laughs> only one that... One you see every once in a while. So we're gonna talk. I'm gonna be talking about today a million little fibers. That is the name of this week's episode that I'm going to be reviewing. Now I should warn you guys ahead of time, and I probably will say this again after I'm done reviewing the episode. Uh. The South Park website, when I'm recording this, is being worked on at the moment. So I cannot do the where the idea from this episode came from. So, um, so now that I've warned you about that, let's get into this week's episode, A Million Little fibers the episode was written and directed by trey parker and originally aired on april 19th 2006 our episode begins at a pf chang's back when pf chang's was popular i i i've only been to a pf chang once food was good but i only went to it once um anyway so we see Tally, he's working at the P.F. Chang, and he is high. He eventually loses his job, he gets fired. And he's worried because, well, he's got to pay rent soon, and he's he keeps losing jobs, basically, left and right. So he smokes some weed, and then he comes up with an idea that he should write, he should write his memoirs. So, he gets home that night, he brings out his typewriter, which I thought was actually really cool. That's one of the, one of the few high spots of this episode for me, is the fact that he has a, has a, la or a typewriter for this. And he starts writing his memoirs, which he titles, A Million Little Fibers. Um, so, he writes the book... It takes him three weeks, he says. So he takes it to a book publisher, and the publisher tells him, look, nobody is going to publish your book. You're not going, no one's going to publish your book because you're a towel. To which Tally replies, you're a towel. So now Tally is down, depressed, he is thinking, well, what can I do? Then, 
He smokes more weed and comes up with a great idea. The idea being that he takes the word towels out and puts in person, people, to basically change the wording in his story. So, he then takes it to another publisher, and the publisher really likes the story. But he has one question for Stephen McTowley. And that question is, are you, in fact, a person and not a towel? And he's like, would a towel be wearing a hat and a fake mustache like this? And that pretty much convinces the publisher. And the publisher calls his lawyers and all the people to start working on his book. Then, the Oprah Winfrey show comes up. And Oprah invites Stephen McTowley to be a guest on her show. And she read the book and... She says to, or to Stephen McTowley that even though, even though your book hasn't sold a lot at the time, she decided to make it her book of the month. And everyone got a copy of the book in the studio. So I want to briefly talk about the Oprah Book Club, which... It has. This is a. This has been going on for a long, long time. Um, she started the book of or the the book club back in September of 1996, September 17th to be exact. The first book that she chose was *The Deep End of the Ocean* by Jacqueline Mitchard. The book club discontinued for one year, stating that Oprah could not keep up with the required reading while still searching for contemporary novels that she enjoyed. After its revival the following year, books were selected on a more limited basis, about three or four a year. Um, basically, if you had a book that Oprah chose, more than likely your book is going to get, uh, it's going to get big. Now, the the original book club, even though it did take the year off, ran until 2010. <clears throat> and I wish I could ask you all to play a game where you guess what the last book was, but I'm just going to tell you guys, this is, I, I don't know if this is hilarious or interesting. Her last selection were two books by Charles Dickens Great Expectations and A Tale of Two Cities those were the last books selected in the original Oprah Book Club she would later do Oprah's Book Club 2.0 which began in June 2012 her last selection was in November 2019 with her choice of Olive Again by Elizabeth Strout. Elizabeth Strout. On January 21st of 2020, the next selection would have been American Dirt by Janine Cummins. 
The novel about a Mexican woman fleeing to America after being targeted by a drug cartel came under scrutiny as Cummins was a white woman with no connection to Mexico and marketing for the book claimed she had a special connection to the material because her husband at one point had been, or at one point been an undocumented immigrant without ever revealing he was a white Irishman. 142 authors penned an open letter asking Oprah to rescind her endorsement of the book. But this isn't the only time it's happened this year. A few months later, My Dark Vanessa by Kate Elizabeth Russell was originally scheduled for March of 2020, but was dropped after Russell was accused, without evidence, of plagiarizing Wendy C. Ortiz's 2014 memoir, Excavation. According to the Associated Press, reviewers who looked at both books saw no evidence of plagiarism. Hmm. Okay, so, anyway, while Oprah is talking to Towley, we have this weird voice, and it's in Oprah's pants. And we had this character named Minge. And he's depressed because Oprah hasn't played with Minge in a long time. So, while McTally is getting all the publicity, all the fame for the book... Uh, Minge is still very depressed about Oprah not playing with him, I guess would be the right way to put it. And then we get another character that we never see called Gary, which is her asshole. Yes, that, that, that's how it's going to be put into this episode. So, that night, we go to Geraldo Rivera's house, and he gets a phone call. Well... Minge is on the phone talking to Geraldo while Oprah is asleep. If you've never seen this episode, this is an actual thing. So, they basically tell Geraldo about Tally not being who he's supposed to be. Then, on Larry King Live... Larry King was still on television at this time. Still looking 300. Uh, McTally is on the show. Talks about the book. And then Geraldo appears from Afghanistan. Very odd place there. And tells everyone that Stephen McTally is not who he says he is. He is, in fact, a towel. To which Tally goes, You're a towel! And then, uh, you know, that goes back and forth. And Tally has now offended people. He's offended the people who bought the book. And then he offended the Mexicans. Because he called Geraldo Rivera um, the B word. If you don't know what it is, look it up. I'm not going to tell you. So now Oprah calls Tally and is like, look, why don't you come on to my show tomorrow, explain yourself, everything that happened, you know, we'll take care of it. 
So Tally's nervous, but he decides, well, maybe I should get high. So he goes on the Oprah show, explains what happens. Meanwhile, Minge and Gary are still talking. And Oprah is pissed because that's Oprah, I guess. I've never been a real fan of Oprah. I'm going to be honest. Never been a fan of Oprah. I always thought she was lying, but that's just me. So, Oprah tells people that they're going to lynch Tally. They have torches underneath their seats. And they start carrying the torch. And they trap him at a bank or outside of a bank. And they're about ready to kill Tally. When all of a sudden, Minge pulls a gun out through Oprah's pants. Again, this is a real thing. So now he has hostages. And a police officer comes to try to help. Minge shoots the officer. So he has hostages, shot an officer. Oprah is stuck because her vagina has a gun. Gary is now starting to get worried. He's basically like, now I'm an accomplice because of this. Geraldo is there to cover the scene. We have a SWAT team out. And now they want, basically these are the demands. They want a jet. They want an airplane. And they want a pair of trousers. That's all they want. Officers won't give it to them. Meanwhile, a SWAT team member has himself set up to shoot Minch. When all of a sudden, Tally comes up with this idea. Well, I'm thin enough, I can't open the door, but I can get underneath the door. So he gets underneath the door, opens the door, and the six hostages that were at the Oprah show that were about ready to lynch Tally go in to be saved. So the hostages are gone, and they take the shot at Minge. Well, it misses Minge, but instead gets Gary. And Gary dies. And Minge is so depressed, so heartbroken, that he ends up shooting himself. So Oprah is then taken into an ambulance to go to a hospital. And this is like one of the few funny lines in this episode of, well, the hostages are okay, but Oprah's asshole and vagina are going to be hurt for a while. So then the people forgive Tally for what happens. And Tally decides that since he did a good deed, from now on, Every time he does something good, he's going to reward himself by getting high instead of getting high first to do anything that he comes up with. And that is the end of A Million Little Fibers. This is one of the weirdest South Park episodes I think there is 
ever been. That this is not a funny episode at all. This is a bad episode. This might be the the worst episode of the tenth season. Um, they try to do a plot, but it fails. Um, we really didn't need Oprah's vagina and asshole to be made fun of. And Geraldo really wasn't used that much. The plot doesn't make any sense at all. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a three. I was on the verge of a four, but now thinking about it, this is not a good episode, and it did not age well at all. I am giving this a three out of ten. Oof, it's, it, it was not good. So, I'm going to go through production notes since I don't have the uh, where the idea came from. According to Trey Parker and Matt Stone, this episode was originally this season's bank episode. Meaning that it is partially animated before the start of the actual production run, which allows the staff to have one or two days off during the run. It was intended to be a spoof of the TV series Intervention, with the people of South Park trying to get Tally into rehab. About halfway into production, they decided the state of the episode, which consisted of about 10 minutes of actual episode, was not good enough and needed more work than they could achieve. So they started from scratch. The finished show was completed in far less time than usual, thanks mostly to them having already taken a two-day break. The intervention storyline was dropped and later would be used in the season 14 episode, Crippled Summer. The story involving Oprah had always been in the episode. Parker and Stone also discussed the hat-on-top-of-a-hat scenario to describe the weirdness of the episode's two stories, saying that when one wears two hats, one on top of the other, they just end up looking like an idiot, weirdness on top of weirdness replacing the hats. In hindsight, Parker and Stone felt that the two storylines used in this episode should have been split up into two separate episodes. The title of the episode and some elements of the plot are both a reference to the James Frey book A Million Little Pieces. So, A Million Little Pieces came out April 15th, 2003. After a six-week investigation, The Smoking Gun published an article on January 8th, 2006 called A Million Little Lies. The article described fabrications in Frey's account of his drug abuse experiences, life, and criminal record. According to CNN, the Smoking Gun's editor, William Bestone, said the probe was prompted after the Oprah show aired. He further stated, we initially set off to just find a mugshot of him. It basically set off a chain of events that started with us having a difficult time finding a booking photo of this guy. 
The Minnesota Star Tribune had questioned Frey's claims as early as 2003. Frey responded at the time by saying, I've never denied I've altered small details. So the publishers of the book, Doubleday and Anchor Books, initially stood by Frey, but further examination of the evidence eventually caused the publishers to alter their stances. They released a statement noting, when the smoking gun report appeared, our first response, given that we were still learning the facts of the matter, was to support our author. Since then, we have questioned him about the allegations and have sadly come to the realization that a number of facts have been altered and incidents embellished. As a consequence, the publishers decided to include a publisher's note and an author's note from Frey as disclaimers to be included in further publications. According to the source at the company, there had been some disagreement about among editors at the publishing house about Mr. Frey's authenticity, but the early dissenters had been silenced by the book's commercial success both pre and pro or pre and post Oprah. On July 28, 2007, at a literary convention in Texas, Nan Talese spoke of Oprah Winfrey as having been mean and self-serving and having had a holier-than-thou attitude and fiercely bad manners during Winfrey's debate with Talese and James Frey on January 26, 2006. Talese said she and Frey were led to believe the show was going to be a panel discussion on truth in America. Just before airtime, both Talese and Frey were told the topic of the show had been changed to the James Frey controversy. Thus, the ambush began. Talese stated that Oprah needed to apologize for her behavior on the show. However, Joyce Carol Oates said, This is an ethical issue which can be debated passionately and with convincing arguments on both sides. In the end, Oprah Winfrey had to defend her own ethical standards of truth on her television program, which was courageous of her. Talese was unapologetic about publishing Frey's A Million Little Pieces and commented, and commented the book has great value for anyone who must deal with a loved one who is an addict. Hmm. Uh, let's get to the reception real quick. In his review, Eric Goldman of IGN gave the episode a 3 out of 10, mostly criticizing the way the two stories work together, saying they would have worked better in separate episodes. Parker and Stone consider the episode one of the worst, one of their worst, with Parker saying, That did not turn out well. I had higher hopes for that. If we were going to have Oprah's butthole and vagina and the gun and everything, it should have been in a show with the boys, not the towel. Stone called the episode weird on top of weird with weird in the middle. I'd erase that one. I think you could take that show and split it into two different shows. But putting it together, it just feels like, what the fuck is this crap? Why am I watching this? I tuned in to watch South Park. I did not tune in to watch Oprah's vagina talk to her butthole in a towel. Oh, okay then. Well, uh, let's get to IMDb. And just about 2,500 people have rated this episode. The average rating of this is a 
3, a little bit higher than I expected. 374 people gave it a 10. 420 people gave it a 7. That's the most uh, votes there. 107 people gave it a 3. That's going to be the number that I give it this week. 234 people gave it a 1. On the male side, about 1,800 males voted for this. Average rating is a 6.3. The highest demographic is under 18, with their average rating being a 6.7. Meanwhile, for females, 148 females voted. The highest, or, or the rating there was a 6.3. Their highest demographic is 18 to 29, with their vote or their average being a 6.9. A little bit surprising on that one. Uh, we have some reviews. I'm not going to read all of the reviews, but I'm going to read a couple of positive, and then I'm going to read a couple of negatives. So the first positive review is from Cinderella Girl 9 who wrote this was a very enjoyable episode it had Tally getting high and it made fun of Oprah the talking ass in vagina is going a bit far but the way they talked was just hilarious I seriously think that this has some funny references I think the worst spot should not go to this but an episode that wasn't actually somewhat awesome like Jack Off a source or something, but whatever. There are only four votes, and I know that this episode ain't no piece of crap. Aside from the talking vagina, but that one line with Paris, I could have sworn that was from something. Well, whatever, forget it. Also, I noticed that this episode was extremely creative with Tally's high situation. Aside from that, I really think it was just really, really okay. So save the spot and just look past Oprah's talking body parts. It was funny. Okay. The other positive review that I will read is from Emo-Kid who wrote, I have to disagree with the first summary. This episode is a great parody. I laughed a lot at several points during this episode. I think it's funny, but that's just my opinion. Even if I thought it was crap, I wouldn't give it such a hard review. I'd point out where it needed to get improved. Overall, the getting high, getting stone gags made me laugh an awful lot. I guess this is an episode that only herbalists can relate to properly. Or maybe I'm talking out of my... Sorry, I'm hot. That's the review. Okay, now to read the negative reviews... And I'm going to start with this one from Ed is God 2, who wrote, Never before have I seen such a terrible episode. This episode is based completely on Tally. First of all, I don't really find a talking towel that funny. Secondly, the scene with Oprah's vagina with the gun isn't funny either. Nothing in this episode made me laugh. Finally, the accents of Minge and Gary are extremely annoying and really are annoying. To be honest, Gary and Minge are annoying and hopefully never return. You would have thought by now Parker and Stone could see we hate episodes without the kids in. I hate Tally. Only put this in 
to fill space. The other review, the other negative review that I wanted to read is from King M. Freak, who wrote, There is hardly anything redeeming about this episode. It is so crude, vile, and not funny that its purpose is defeated. I could stand the crudity of, to South Park to some degree, but I draw the line at talking assholes and vaginas. I was so polarized when I saw this, I couldn't laugh about it afterwards. Most South Park episodes polarize me, and then I laugh at them later. Scott Turnerman, for one. The only funny image from this movie is a gun popping out of Oprah's fly. But that image is boring after three seconds. Don't see it. Tally is proved to not work as a main character by this episode. You can only find a, a talking towel so funny for so long long. I, you know, it's one of those rare times where not only do the fans hate this episode, but also the creators hate this episode. That's a very rare thing. Okay, let's wrap it up, and I'll talk about next week's episode. If you guys want to follow the show on Twitter, follow us at SharksPond97. Join the Facebook group. It is SharksPond, a South Park podcast. You type that in the search bar on Facebook and add yourself to the group. If you can't find it, it's okay. I post the link in the description of each and every episode. Okay, so next week... We're going to have to be a little bit serial because we're going to be talking about next week, Man Bear Pig. Who is Man Bear Pig? You'll just have to wait and see. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am Bill. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you all next week.